Grizzly killed again. Three kids this time. I don't want a cloud of fear on this concert. Now you get that, Grizzly, and get it now. This grizzly's claw marks reach 18 feet off the ground. 27 inches the rear pads, 18 inches the fore. A berm soil three inches deep. It's very bad. You got the devil bear. Welcome to another episode of What Could Go Wrong, the show that explores the wild nature of productions that either bit off more than they could chew or... Okay, you know what? That's enough wild puns before I get a little bit carried away because this episode is going to get grisly. All right, okay. I just had one more in me. I'm Tyler Woods of Hits 106 KHQ. Welcome to the podcast episode Grizzly 2, The Revenge. This is a known cult favorite among uh, film buffs that is drenched in ooey-gooey controversy that you have to hear to believe. And seeing as though Northern Michigan residents are currently going through some kind of fiasco of O-bothers, see, I can't stop at this point, of knockdown bird feeders, especially out there in Traverse City on South Union. Shout out to the Facebook group page of Overheard in Traverse City. Plus, it's about time that our uh, bear friends start hitting that cave for some good old R&R. Because if they don't, well, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Bird feeders are the first thing to come down. Next, uh, they'll be going after our kayaks. Bear! 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 You're breaking it! You're breaking my kayak! Why are you doing that? That video gets funny every time. Grizzly 2 The Revenge. Our story begins in 1975 when legendary director Steven Spielberg unleashed in theaters the horrors of the deep ocean with his hit film Jaws. A unique concept that would then... To present times, spawned many copycat films and copy copycat films, such as Shark Attack series, Sharknado, uh, Sharks in Venice, The Meg, which is something not uncommon in the film industry. When an unlikely film becomes a huge success, many who dream to live it big tend to adapt the original for a quick cash grab. But on other times, there are those who actually take a step out from the line with the concept and make something new that's not about a shark. Or jumping a shark. Or mutating a shark. Or zombie sharks. Swamp sharks. Pond sharks. Lake sharks. Why hasn't anyone in northern Michigan make a shark movie? I mean, Dogman got a movie. What? Great Lake Sharks not a go? By the way, that's my title. You gotta buy that for me now. It's a pipe dream at this point, but we will always get weird shark movies. Maybe that could be a future fun little review. My wife and I will just, I don't know, sit down and watch one of her favorite 
awful shark movies. Sorry, I'm at a rant at this point right now. We were talking about bears, weren't we? Well, still have a little bit to talk about Jaws. I mean, around the time that film was in theaters, so was another film. This was called uh, The Nights They Robbed Big Bertha's. It was an R-rated comedy about a bungling burglar plotting the perfect caper against illegal establishments. This was written by one Harvey Flaxman, who had a history of writing exploitation films. One day he was out camping with his family when he encountered a bear, and I guess uh, he was having a normal conversation at the time, talking about this experience, because David Sheldon, who might have been a friend, acquaintance, colleague, was intrigued by his story. And seeing as though Jaws is the current talked-about film, might as well cash in on the concept of a killer bear movie. So within a year, they released Grizzly, a horror thriller film just like Jaws, but with a giant man-eating 15-foot grizzly bear. And I am ashamed to admit it is one of my guilty pleasure movies. The film's budget was $750,000 and made $39 million back at the box office. That is 52 times the film's budget. And you know what that means to studios, right? Sequel! So, what could go wrong? Well, this is where it gets crazy. Yeah, because we fast forward to this year. Of January, I'm in my car listening to one of the podcasts I'm subscribed to. All of a sudden, this guy's co-host, who always talks about movies, just out of nowhere goes, Did you hear they finally released Grizzly 2 officially? And the host asks, What's Grizzly 2? Then I'm told this story about a production from 1983 that had, in the opening scene, a very young George Clooney. Laura Dern and Charlie Sheen get mauled by a giant grizzly bear and would later co-star Louise Fletcher, Nurse Ratchet, yeah, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and John Rhys Davies, Gimli, in this movie. Nurse Ratchet and Gimli were in a movie together? What? And it had a young Clooney, Dern, and Sheen? This is a great cast! What? Let's pause right now and just reflect back on what I just said, okay? Production was 1983. And on that podcast episode, January 2021, one of the hosts from the podcast I listened to said they finally released Grizzly 2. That's nearly 40 years this film has been into production. What is going on? That's the fun about this right here. Nobody knows what exactly happened. Well, I mean, can you blame me for being a little bit thrilling and suspenseful with that? There was one person, though, and luckily... They have been absolutely open about this. It is producer of the film since 1983, Suzanne Nagy, uh, who this whole time had the dream to, by any means, complete this film, even if it took nearly four decades. And thanks to uh, Grizzly2Revenge.com, this is her story, picking up from where she formed her own company to work with indie producers as a co-producer. Quote, going to the Russian headquarters to obtain the location for an American movie for a Woodstock-size rock concert in Hungary was unheard of. The event was taking place in 1983 when Hungary was behind the Iron Curtain. After getting the permit, we started to build a gigantic stage with a phoenix bird imitating Yellowstone National Park where we were waiting for 40 to 50,000 visitors for the concert. My American partner had me do everything alone during pre-production he sent us the rolling stone stage and the entire concert scaffold including the workers from england to build the stage he got first grade casting for this film pause quote so revenge 
could actually be taken either way here. Grizzly to the revenge. Because I think the story was supposed to be uh, the 15-foot bear from the last film. This is the mother grizzly looking for revenge. Rangers start to notice that there's something not right with these bear attacks, but Louise Fletcher is, I, I think, the supervisor, superintendent of uh, park operations or something. Her character is clearly copied from uh, the mayor of Jaws, uh, you know, keeping the town open despite there being a giant killer shark out there in the waters. Keep tourism going. Here, it's pretty much saying, uh, everyone's going to come here to rock and we're going to rock. But I believe when they officially wanted to release this film, I think the word revenge is a bit on the personal side. And you're going to see why. Let's continue the quote. George Clooney, Laura Dern, Charlie Sheen, Louise Fletcher, John Rhys-Davies, Deborah Raffin, and Dick Anthony Williams were among the cast. The first day of shooting was the most important event at a Woodstock-style concert where a gigantic grizzly bear attacks people. It was a fantastic and mesmerizing day. Everything worked out. The weather, the rock bands, the 40,000 audience. The principal photography started on Monday. We had 45 days to finish the film. Everything was mapped out. Sunday was a break. Everybody relaxed when the call came to my home. My partner from Chicago was looking for my husband, who was not in the film business, and asked him to come to the Intercontinental Hotel. When he returned, he was pale and devastated. I asked him, what is wrong? And he replied, Joe, your partner is leaving hungry. If you want to save the movie, you do what you need to do. He is leaving in half an hour because there is no money for the production. I thought this was a joke, but then I realized I was left alone with 300 members of the film crew from four countries. End quote. She goes into great detail on this in a, another interview that I found on KillerHorrorCritic.com where I learned she has a book out about this experience called Swimming among sharks the story behind the making of grizzly and would like to try making this experience a documentary and possibly a grizzly three now that, uh, that i'm thinking about it i did mention something at the beginning of this podcast where uh, this this film grizzly two is well known among uh, film buffs how i mean when this film was uh, completely in uh, production for near, nearly four decades i mean if the film wasn't finished how is it that every film buff knows about it well, since the movie was shelved, somebody was claiming to be part of the shoot. They uploaded a bootleg work prints of the film on YouTube years ago. Many times, Nagy got it taken down. But of course, you know, as soon as it's up on the internet, people are going to be copying it and going to be re-uploading it no matter how many times it gets taken down. So you can bet it got circulated on the net. And as far as everybody was concerned, this was the official sequel to Grizzly 2, this unfinished uh, work prints that you know of course had uh you know you could hear the director yelling cut also use some uh, unofficial licensing music i think uh there was something about uh using michael jackson's songs on there but moving on eventually i guess they can keep their uh, bootleg work print now because now that the film is officially out i mean this is the actual version what Nagy uh, did was uh, converted the film into digital, but added 20% of new footage to it so it could finally be released. And of course, you could totally tell what the new footage is. When they're showing the concerts, uh, it shows to people how they dress in the 80s, to people looking like they're straight out of 2019. Also, some adorable B-roll footage of just wild grizzly bears. And as stupid as that sounds, yes, it is stupid, but it's stupid awesome. 
I mean, can you blame her? She did all this so the film could finally be released. And I did buy it, by the way. You should also note that uh, Charlie Sheen, Laura Dern, and George Clooney, they got top billing on this film. And when it did finally come out, of course, reviews from film critics were negative. But are reviews necessary for a film like this? Despite it being a sequel and some crooked sabotage, I mean, the rumor is that the her partner, I mean, just took the money and left. I'd say I'm proud to own this film because unintentionally, without all the media hype about this, it should be a preserved film, a reminder for future filmmakers to be careful and be prepared when making films because you don't know what will happen. Your producer might run off with the money. Funny story, though. When I first uh, bought this, I didn't have time to watch it because, you know, I had my radio show to do. So I texted my dad, who loves obscure films, to watch it and let me know what he thinks. And as he's watching it, he is texting me uh, as he's going along with the film. Like, it all started with, Dad, I don't know what you're doing. Stop it right now. Get on Voodoo and watch what I just bought. It's called Grizzly to the Revenge. You're going to love it. He responds, okie dokie. And I actually kept the responses here for this podcast. Uh, first, not five minutes in, he goes, was that George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen attacked off screen by a grizzly bear? Second was, is that Nurse Ratchet and the stupid cop from Rambo First Blood, who's even more stupider here? Third, John Rhys Davies Gimli, what the heck are you making me watch? And then the last text, as soon as he was done watching it, that was a ghastly mess. I later told him about the history of it, where he now has an appreciation for it. Grizzly to the Revenge, it's bad, but it's so entertainingly bad. I mean, this is just like The Room. But, I mean, doesn't this question circulate in your head? What do you think this film would have been without all the problems? Would we have this podcast episode? Probably not. The first grizzly monster in the first film was 15 Feet. And the mother grizzly bear is supposed to be even bigger than that. I think it was supposed to be as tall as the stage itself. And I don't know about you, but I think I would definitely go for a movie with a giant animatronic grizzly bear attacking a crowd of 40,000 in attendance. The film should definitely have an opportunity to be remade. And if uh, Nagy is absolutely... You know, serious about making Grizzly 3, she should definitely give me a call. I'll send her an email saying that, hey, if you're serious about making a Grizzly 3, you should definitely shoot the movie right here in northern Michigan. There are plenty opportunities to shoot a Grizzly Bear movie right here in northern Michigan. I already have a few ideas circulating in my head. I'm just excited thinking about it. I don't know why. But with that note, let's call the wrap on what could go wrong. Grizzly 2, The Revenge! If you'd like to be part of the fun on my podcast, don't be a stranger now. Contact me on my email, tyler.woods at 106KHQ. I'm also available on social media, Tyler Woods KHQ, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Tyler Woods 106 on TikTok, and at Woods Radio on Twitter. On my Facebook, I got my uh, podcast schedule, what episode is going to be coming up next. Back to speaking of which, man, you know, you make the schedule and you kind of forget, like, you know, what's coming up. Oh, okay. Looks like we're going to be taking a little break here. I try to get these podcasts out uh, frequently, but of course, I, I try to keep it around the time of uh, big time movie releases or whenever I just want to talk about movie stuff, episodes like What Could Go Wrong. If you got an idea, I'd love to hear it. But the next episode is going to become on the long awaited final Daniel Craig James Bond film, 
No Time to Die. That will be out October 8th. And the podcast review will be out around that time. Also, something to look forward to. Uh, I will have a very special episode coming up later towards the end of the year, November. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I will be joined by the Cherryland Ghostbusters. If you see an episode you'd like to join me on, by all means, you've got my contact info. Also, don't forget, I am Tyler Woods on The Takeover on Hits 106 KHQ on every weeknight from 7 to midnight. Actually, uh, uh, I got about a half hour before the show starts. I got to get out of here. All right, later. Please.